until a doctor says, well, we need to sort this out. And then say, I just love the way that you pitch that then. Until a doctor looks down there and goes, well, we're going to have to sort this out. <laughs> yeah. It's all in the delivery. I'll, I'll give you a quote, love, but it's a big job. <laughs> Hi, I'm Matt. I'm a 30-something with a four-year-old stepdaughter and a pregnant fiancé. And I'm Daniel, I'm a 30-something, and I've had kids for a while, ranging from toddlers to teens. Welcome back to another episode of Ramblings of Dad Men. I'm Dan, and once again, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Matthew. How are you, Matt? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good. Great. One take. One take. <laughs> One take minus two two takes. <laughs> That'll do. And many happy returns for your birthday last week. Thank you very much. How how does it feel being closer to forty than to thirty now? I mean, technically, you know, if we were going to do the mathematical formula, you still round down to thirty-five. Uh, you know, I'm living on that. <laughs> yeah, no, it does scare me. I am thinking forward about the big 40 and planning that that's still like in my head a million miles away but me and beck have both so she's uh exactly six months to the day younger than me so older than you yep Posmin <laughs> corrected all of that <laughs> she is six months to the day older than me although yeah so we've already started forward planning a little bit of uh, we're both going to be 40 in the same year we'll do something special you know whether that's like going on safari or something big and fancy just to mark the ceremony of both us hitting near retirement sorry for anyone who's over 40 i don't mean that that is really old i just don't feel it yet yeah i mean our our respective partners joke that we regress to 16 and 17 year olds when we're right near each other anyways (laughs) so i do definitely not feel pushing 40 i mean who doesn't love a good game of tick exactly right (laughs) (laughs) exactly so yeah have you been up to much this week other than the the birthday celebrations not too much me and beck sort of regressed to pre-kid territory on thursday we got what's been discussed for a long time we both got a meal out and we went watching james bond of course yeah how was that i loved it i thought it was an amazing film as a standalone film Beck cried, and right. there was one bit where I almost cried. I'm not going to give too much away because I know there's probably a lot of people that's still living under rocks and not watched it. It's not a pure Bond film. If you've not watched it, don't go into this expecting a Bond film. Think of this as sort of almost a bit like a spin-off of a Bond. But yeah, no, I genuinely, I, I loved it. Everyone else who I've spoken to about it that has seen it has just said that they hate it. Can't see why. I, genuinely, I thought it, it had everything. It's got Daniel Craig. It's got the women. It's got cars. It's got action. It's got a bad guy. Rami Malek is amazing in it. Yeah, it was just really good. I loved it. I would go and watch it again. I haven't seen it. We'll we'll plan on watching it at some point. Like like I say, a couple of weeks ago, some idiot on YouTube gave the whole like ending away to me. So mm. not that it's put me off. I'd still go watching it. It's just that. There's more things that I'd rather do at the minute. 
Um, yeah. But I will go watch it at some point. I mean, to be fair, we've not been to the cinema together, I'd probably say, since we watched a child film with Georgia. The last time me and Be- Becky went to the cinema, we watched... Oh, can't remember, but it was something <laughs> childlike. Cave people, a cartoon cave people film, and Ryan Reynolds was in it, and Nicolas Cage. Uh, it was quite a good film, but that again, that's the last time. That was like a, a one o'clock showing in the middle of the afternoon with only us and Becky's sister there. So Yeah, but I have not been to the cinema for ages. It's novel almost, like... It was good. It was fun. I am planning on going again in a couple of months when Matrix comes out. That's a, that, that's a solid, isn't yeah, it? Definitely going watching that there. This is going back a few years, but when we went to watch Transformers at midnight yeah. with a couple of beers, yeah, that was a bit of spe- that. That was like a special time. So they, they, I, I do love like a, a midnight showing of the film. <laughs> but that was like right. It's the world premiere. You're the first people to ever see this film. Great. And you don't think that, that, that you're going to get out at like three o'clock in the morning after a couple of beers and you've got to go to work the next day because it's like a Wednesday. Yeah. You don't yeah. plan it out properly. But it's good. It was, yeah, it was fun. That said, The one at Christmas is going to be releasing 22nd of December, I think it is. So I'm probably going to be off or not far off being off work at that point so it'd be fine by the 22nd with any luck i will have a well i will have a baby i just don't know whether she'll be one week old or who who knows might have a twin yeah. might have a twin yeah <laughs> you're now embracing that <laughs> do you know funny story becky is like in a, a, a pregnancy group on facebook and she has like a a really good kind of like venting circle i guess and and everyone can talk about their own own problems something that i guess a kind of her little version of this really and she was talking to someone yesterday who went into so she was a week further ahead than becky and anyway long story cut short she gave birth to the baby yesterday turned out it was a boy <laughs> after ah. after scans and scans and scans and saying this is definitely a girl a boy came out and they were like, oh, well, that's fine, you know, but they just weren't prepped for it. No, so that, that does happen more than you think. From what I remember, the, the 4D scan woman saying to us that it's easier for them to say with almost 100% accuracy that this is a boy because the little pup is sticking out than if it's a girl. Because if it's a girl in that general area, you just can't see anything. But it, it could just be that the boy hasn't really developed anything yet. Wow. So okay. if they say it's a girl, there's still yeah. an element of chance. Whereas if they outright confirm, yeah, no, it's definitely a boy, it's either a boy or it's coming out with both bits. Yeah, it's a boy that hasn't developed properly. Yeah. J- just like his dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing on Netflix Watch? Have you uh, finished you? We really need to find some time this week. So I'm off for the next couple of days. So hopefully we're going to churn through a few, few episodes. We've just not got to it because obviously it was my birthday last week and then we were out. There's just a few other things that were going on through the week. So I think we're going to try and crack through a few of them. I think we're not even halfway through yet. And from everything that I've heard, it does get good. But I have seen it announced that they're going to be doing a fourth series. They they are going to do a fourth series. And the fourth series is definitely going to take a turn. 
this is at this point where you go, I don't think it would spoil anything for you, but I don't know how they're going to do a fourth series from jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a recommendation for you. So we've we watched the first series of this, and the second series just came out over the weekend, and we're only one episode in. But have you ever watched Lock and Key on Netflix? Can't say that I have. Give that a go. You might you might like it. It's a little bit Harry Potter, teenage Stranger Things kind of esque, but it's quite it's quite good. It's about this family that go into this house, and they're called the Locks, and they found out that. The house is kind of haunted and you find these keys and each key has like a special power. It's kind of like a, a fantasy kind of program. It's quite good. The first series is brilliant and we're just watching the second series now. So okay. we've, all, we've also <laughs> feel like we've completed Netflix these past days. So we started <laughs> watching Vikings on Amazon. I don't oh, know it's S. That is, it's like Game of Thrones without the dragons and shit. Yeah, well, we we definitely we definitely had that vibe, and it's we we've only watched a couple of episodes, but it was definitely enough to keep us like hooked. And obviously, we've got a, a few seasons to run through that, but we're definitely gonna hit the road with that one as well. Yeah, it wasn't until the start of series five that I started watching it, and at that point, I watched it live week to week. So these were coming out on a Thursday on Amazon. I think it was Wednesday night at midnight they'd be launched. And I found myself all the way through the fifth, sixth series, waiting up till midnight. And, and I'd watch it there and then because I just needed to know what would happen. I'll not spoil it. Around the end of the fourth series, uh, some stuff happens that may make you not want to continue. But then it does build up again. And then through the sixth series, part one and part two, it gets good again. I love all the character development in it. Like Ragnar Lofbrook is his ace. I could talk for hours about it. We could do an entire, let's start a new podcast series just on Vikings. <laughs> Maybe we should. We're a lot better on Netflix and Vikings than we are on <laughs> actual parented. There's not many things that you could sit down, especially series like that. Lost's one of them, where I could just sit down and happily watch that all the way through again. Dexter's one. Vikings, I could definitely start from day one and watch it all the way through again. We're still in the first season, so I think... It's starting in 2013, isn't it? So I think a long time has got enough where you can talk about spoilers. So maybe like I'll give you a bit of an update every week and to see where I'm on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Do it. I'll talk about there. Yeah. Because we're struggling with things to watch, Becky Stashley agreed to watching some wrestling with me as well. <laughs> so we had a Saturday morning watching a little bit of AEW because it's on ITV and it's just easier to watch than, than, so, than the other I big think- one. I don't mean to stone like a stalker, but I actually did see that she'd posted something on her Instagram. Oh, did she? <laughs> a picture, and you were sat there in your little wrestling mask and just a pair of Speedos, and she had a bowl of cereal. She's like, what the fuck have I agreed to? <laughs> it, she, it was on for about 15 minutes, and then she was hooked, and then she was like, who's that dishy guy there? <laughs> like, do, do you know what? It, it's all fine, you know, wrestlers, are, you know, they work hard on the bodies and something, but of all the people that she picked, she picked 50-year-old Chris Jericho. I mean, you know? out of all the people that you look similar to if you had long hair, he would probably be the one. Yeah. So like, at least she's fighting in the same ballpark and she didn't pick something like Goldberg, or, you know, a guy who looks nothing like you. Right. This is why I will never, like... 
be into like afraid of a our age gap and me getting older and older because I'm only gonna get more attracted to her. <laughs> like I'm only gonna get more attracted. Attractive. Yeah. I'm all she's only gonna find me more attractive the more older I get. <laughs> so, I mean, technically, you know, she would want you to say that first bit anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> sticking on the theme of Netflix, I mean there are a few other things that on there that I, I do want to watch. Like I want to watch Peaky Blinders. And I know that's not just Netflix, it's a BBC thing, but it is on Netflix. I wanna watch that because you know, I think that could be good. I wanna watch Money Heist. That's something else that it's a little bit like Squid Game, but whereas Squid Game's got an actual English dub, Money Heist is just, I think it's dubbed, but badly, and there's subtitles throughout, and that's in Spanish, I believe. Okay. So I do want to watch that. That There's five series of that. Bex has just finished Made. So she, Becky is watching that as well. She kind of, so obviously we're both working from home at the minute. She will tend to work in the living room and I'll work somewhere else but she'll tend to watch made on like a, a dinner break or something in the background and and she's obsessed with that at the minute mm. she's finished it but every time I used to walk in she's watching it you know, she's just in tears I, I don't think it's my thing but um she genuinely has enjoyed that cool well that concludes Netflix recommendation <laughs> let's 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 just give it a little uh, little interlude Netflix recommendations of the week. Yeah, we definitely need a little jingle for that. <laughs> so, okay, so we are week thirty-four of the pregnancy. The baby is the size of a cantaloupe melon and weighing just over five pounds now. So we are really, really on the home straight. I don't what a cantaloupe melon looks like and i haven't a clue to be honest oh. so i i thought it was a, a a normal honeydew melon you know the big yellow ones and i was like i was very quickly reminded that that's not until 36 weeks matthew it's a cantaloupe melon oh wow so i had a really good idea earlier on which maybe we need becky's buy into this but hear me out this is going to screw you over so obviously each week you've been updating us on things that the baby is the size of uh, and obviously this week you're saying cantaloupe melon why don't you for an entire day buy one of those and strap it to your stomach i'm happy to do it you like a challenge as well i've done my bit i'm just giving <laughs> advice like where have i got to go? i actually leave the house as well i've got to go and do school runs me too <laughs> yeah but at least you can say oh yeah my missus, you know, she's virtually pregnant and, you know, I, I'm just doing something just to feel her pain for the day. What's my excuse on a playground talking <laughs> to the other parents? Uh, I've got this podcast. <laughs> exactly. And then this is all marketing. It's like followers. It's about parenting. Before you know it, people will be interested. <laughs> I will do it. I will do it on Friday. Why are you um, picking the date? No, I'm going to... Right, so we'll take, we'll take this offline. I'm going to speak to Becky and see what day she thinks you should do it. You okay. can't pick the date because you're going to pick the day that's most convenient for you. You pick a day. No, I'm going to speak to Becky and I'm going to get her to pick the most inconvenient day for you to do it. A day okay. where you've got to go out loads of places. Okay, I will let you know. I will do it one day this week or whenever. I will do it in line with the next 
next episode we'll put it onto social media i don't mind you know seeing what it's like for a day okay is that a deal i mean it's a deal from your perspective (laughs) (laughs) we bought one of those like straps the other the other week and and the only way i could describe it is like a massive massive scarf and you tie it around your body in such a way where you can have the baby like strapped to your chest I can't it's like, remember. What it's called, like a cradle type thing. Kind of, yeah. So we we bought we bought one of them, um, and I tried that on last week. That was quite interesting. <laughs> You're getting used to that, I imagine. I had to get Becky to literally climb in. <laughs> well, I, I would love Becky to climb right in there. To be honest, <laughs> you know, you'll you'll never get me complaining about that. Yeah, love getting me pouch. <laughs> And then I'll reciprocate the favour. Hey, you did, you did that. You did that 34 weeks ago. Let's just calm down. So, uh, Podman, I think we've done quite well this week, haven't we? Yeah, I'm going to start chalking these up because this week, as far as I'm concerned, we have zero Podman. I, I think so. Yeah. It might have something to do with the fact that last week we didn't actually spout any facts and just chatted absolute bollocks. I mean. That kind of brings us on to a good point, I guess. I, I, like, so from Becky said that she kind of liked that. So at this point, if you are listening, thank you, genuinely. It means that all of the stuff that me and Matt do do in the background is actually working and, and is worthwhile. So it is genuinely appreciated wherever you are. And I'm breaking down the fourth wall. I'm talking to you. We want to know, do you prefer... The topical content, the kind of stuff where I put Matt on the spot and give him a glossary of, of pregnancy terms and say, give me a definition to this. Or do you prefer the episodes where me and Matt just chat absolute shite? With a little bit of dad vice <laughs> embedded in there. The whole point of this is that, you know, we're doing this podcast so people can get something out of that, whether that is learning a little bit or just trying to ease someone else's anxieties, maybe. So we'd just kind of like to understand what kind of content you'd like, really. As we do this with a couple of beers on a on a, a Sunday evening, we we really enjoy it. But obviously... We want to we, know that you're enjoying it too. Exactly. Yeah. Well so said. If you, well, I mean, to be fair, if you're still listening at this point, you, I'm hoping you're either... You're either just intrigued as to what we're saying each week or you actually do enjoy it. Absolutely. Uh, and w- again, just to um, just to follow this, we'll just like to say a massive congratulations to at Sandraport1983, who won our brownie competition last week. As this goes out, the brownies would have already been delivered to you. They would have already been sent. I hope you enjoy them. They are amazing brownies. I think at this point as well, it is worth mentioning that we got a lot of a lot of comments, a lot of entries, and we don't want to disappoint anybody at this point. So we've discussed and agreed that once we hit a 1,000 followers on Instagram, that we'll probably run something similar, another giveaway. Maybe we do brownies again, whatever Becky is craving. Although by the time we hit a 1,000 followers, she might be craving like morphine or epidural. Medical, uh, you know, exemptions may apply to the giveaway. We we can't be giving away morphine to everybody. Exactly, it's like sweet treats only. I tell you what it is at the minute. It's Reese's peanut butter cups, or like oh, they are. Ace. They are. 
I actually got some for my birthday. Really? Yeah, I love peanut butter. So not last Christmas, the Christmas before, my sister bulk ordered me about like well a pallet a pallet worth of Reese's Pieces. So I had them like for a year. A fucking like, pallet. Well, not like like she bulk ordered them off Amazon. I think I ended up getting like two hundred or something like that. Like two hundred single ones. I mean um, that that's not a pallet. Come on. <laughs> it's a pallet for me. <laughs> like it's a lot. It's a lot. It was it was definitely bulk. I was like moderately impressed then. I was genuinely, I thought that she'd gone to like a Tesco or an Asda or one of the other big superstores and gone, right, here's my card. Load that pallet into my car. <laughs> Maybe so, she's not a good enough, sister. Jess, if you're listening, you've got things to order him a, Next time you order him anything, order him a pallet of them. He's going to need nappies soon. So if, if a pallet of nappies doesn't turn up within the next six months, you let us down. We've got a drawer full of nappies at the minute, and it's just not going to be enough, is it? A Mate, that's, that'll last you a week. Yeah, I thought so. We thought we had loads of baby grows and baby vests and nappies and all that shit. Washing machine was on every day. Like Babies will just go through clothes like there's no tomorrow. Talking three, four, five outfits a day where they'll just shit on it. They'll throw up on it. That's all babies do. <laughs> they feed, well, they sleep, and they shit. <laughs> what I and, like. And to be fair, that is pretty much all me and you do. Yeah. A really good point and something to really mention that we've been really, really lucky. We've had four sets of friends that have given us so much stuff. I think we've bought one, one set of clothes. We've barely bought any clothes. We've been really lucky that we've had a lot of stuff given to us. We've we've had um, a few friends that have had kids relatively close to us, like six months, seven months old. So so we are prepared, but maybe <laughs> we've got so much clothes. I don't think I'm quite ready to comprehend how quickly that will. You'll go through them. Yes. yes. And um, not just because they get stained and spoiled and stuff like that, but growing as well. I mean, we've got we've probably got like two boxes of three to six months clothes just stored under our bed at the minute because you know they, they're going to use them at some point but it's just going to be a bit when we we're talking about the baby bag i mentioned that that you should pack a, a newborn size but also pack like not to three months there's a couple of different sizes very early on so newborn's one of them and that's for small babies and then they've got a not to three months genuinely just pack a couple of each we never got to use the newborn stuff on Georgia just because she was so so tall when she was first born wow, so we, really? yeah we'd bought the newborn things but we just never got to use them so she went straight into after three months funny you should mention that because on the last scan the woman was like hasn't hasn't this uh this baby got really really long legs she's got massive legs I'm like Daniel, have you been anywhere near back? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, because this isn't my child. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she was back, like saying, oh, she's got massive, massive legs. I'm like, okay. That clear doesn't come from me, does she? Yeah. So you may find you need some of the bigger stuff sooner than you think. If she has got long legs, you might find that you're into those three to six months when, you know, baby's a month and a half, two months old. Things just don't fit. And I always found that wherever you buy things from as well, 
you can go and buy the same age size or same size clothes from two different shops and they're not necessarily the same. It's so fucking annoying that, do you not think? Because we get that as a normal adult. Like I can go into one store and get a small, I don't know, in another store it'll be a large. I know that. But, like, for babies, surely it must be, like, a standard size. Is like, is that not the case? No, we find that, you know, to some shops, not to three months, fitted until Georgia was, like, four months. And from other shops, not to three months, only fitted until she was, you know, just over a month old. Maybe it's just, you know, when they get washed, they shrink, and certain manufacturers or whatever shrink faster. I don't know. Okay, so... We have been carrying on with the hypnobirthing this this week. Yesterday, we, we powered through a few um, episodes. And again, the whole point of this hypnobirthing is to try and put control in the woman that's given the birth and trying to have a calm and experience and, and do everything she can to try and be in control and how a body should be under as, as less distress as it can be. But do you want to hear one of the topics today or one of the content videos? Do you want to hear what the title was? Sure, go on. Tearing, it isn't as bad as you think. Wow, that's a bloke written that. <laughs> I was like, what? It that's was not, savage. Yeah, it was not a bloke. It was a woman. Apparently she's had three kids. Apparently she's hypnobirthed all the way through it and, and not done drugs, not had took any medication and been fully controlled. But her words were, tearing isn't as bad as you think. So the doctors did say something similar. So obviously the, with the episiotomy, that's a cut. And a tear, it's, it's a natural to rip. And Beck had to have an episiotomy and you know she was questioning why it, it hurts and how long it would take. And it was either the doctors or the midwives afterwards, when they were stitching her up, said that if you'd have ripped naturally or if you'd have turned naturally, it would have healed faster and wouldn't have hurt as much. So if you think of it as like ripping a piece of paper and when you rip it, it's, it's like jagged edges a little bit. And that is really useful for healing wounds. So it's got something to bond to. Whereas with a cut, so if you have to be cut with like an episiotomy, it is a pure, smooth piece of skin. It's the same as like cutting a piece of paper with a pair of scissors. It's a straight line. And that's a lot harder for that to sort of coagulate, to gel together and heal. Yeah. So I sort of get where they're going with the tearing isn't as bad as you think. Maybe that should have been caveated a little bit, that Turing's probably better than an episiotomy. Yeah, I think she was more trying to play down the actual pain side of it, is that because you're in the heat of the moment, you're not going to feel it so much. Yeah. And she also said that actually, because of the self-cleaning kind of properties of, of down there anyway, it's quite a short amount of time it is for it to heal as well. Yeah. Um, and she also mentioned that you probably won't feel any tearing until a doctor says, well, we need to sort this out. And then say, I just love the way that you pitch that then. Until a doctor looks down there and goes, well, we're going to have to sort this out. <laughs> yeah. 
It's all in the delivery. I'll, you can just I'll give you a quote, love, but it's a big job. <laughs> I'll, I'll need to get some men in. <laughs> I just imagine Dr. Lanugo doing a, a Linea Negra lunge going, <laughs> oh, this one's going to fucking sting. Right. Okay. Get the tape measure. Should have done your lunges. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to do a colostrum check. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's fine, but why are you playing with my tits? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there are a few questions I want to ask this week. But first, I want to settle an argument. So Becky and I have had an argument this week, Ooh. and I, I want your opinion on it. We've not had an argument. We've had a... Oh, we... no, you said it live now. You, you famously <laughs> now had your first argument. That's fine. It's all done. So you're up a quarter to six. On your phone for a couple of hours, you struggling for things to do, but you don't get out of bed. But then you fall about asleep. So what time do you get up? I mean, I would say I've got up at quarter to six. Okay, okay. So the fact that you didn't get out of bed and the fact that you may have had another little nap and you got up at quarter to six and then you went back to sleep a couple of hours later. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you've had a nap is sort of irrelevant. You know, like, it's if you've got up at six o'clock in the morning, but then you don't have that nap until four in the afternoon. Still, that doesn't change. Oh, I've only got up at half past four today. Hang <laughs> on, I think we might have a special guest. Well, I want to comment on this because this is pissing me off, right? <laughs> Sorry, because as well, I told you, you would bullshit and ex- extend how this is. So, yeah, okay, today you did wake up a quarter to six. That's fine. I'll accept that. But this argument did not start today. This started last week when every single night, bear in mind, I am awake for like three hours during the night. But I don't say, oh, I've been up since 1 a.m. because I got back to sleep at four for three hours. Whereas Matthew thinks... If he's been up for an hour in the night at two o'clock, he then goes, oh, I've been up since two o'clock. It's like in the morning. That is not correct. So thank you for the special guest, Becky, today. I just hear you talking about it and it's driving me mad. You are wrong. I'm not accepting it. I'm not accepting that Dan is, is agreeing with you either. <laughs> right. I was agreeing with his version, okay? So yes. that his version is you get up at quarter to six and then you go and have you know, 15 minutes or something like that and then get yeah. up again. However, if you get up at one o'clock or two o'clock, ask about on your phone for a couple of hours and then you go back to sleep for some solid sleep for a good couple of hours, then, yeah, no, you don't say you've got up at two o'clock well, that's, and that's say, I've been awake in the night. I generally, I'm getting up at like five o'clock. No. For a couple so, of hours. okay, the other day, the example was that you woke up at half three and you were awake till five, but then you slept in till quarter past nine and only got up at quarter past o'clock. <laughs> and then you were telling me that you've been up since five o'clock when I get up at half past six with Florence. <laughs> and uh, it's going to piss me off when this baby comes and Matt goes, Oh, I've been up with the baby since midnight when he's, he's not. <laughs> anyway, I'm going now and I'm eating my Milky Way upstairs, but you're wrong. <laughs> okay, at this point, I'm not switching camps. But I sort of think that Becky has got a point that if you get up for a few hours in the middle of the night and you go back to sleep and have more sleep, has Becky just thrown something at you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's gone. 
You should have you should have heard the timbre of the stairs like come down as well, like proper booming. You've maybe you've have worded it a little bit kind on your side, but just leave it there. So we'll 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 see how this plays. <laughs> when, when you say we'll see how this plays, you mean the rest of the evening, and if you'll be sleeping on the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. I will update you. <laughs> So another thing that we've had to do that's pregnancy related as well and that where I had to put my foot down this week is you probably <laughs> you won't have this thing is that um we share shoes. So at night time we generally go for like a two mile walk just to try and keep fitness up and stuff like that. Mm. But she's wearing some of my shoes which is slightly too big for her. And twice this week she's slipped over herself in exactly the same position and she said well it's because i'm wearing these shoes that are too big i'm like well fucking don't wear them (laughs) so yeah so that's 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 a little bit different we're having to like make sure that she's wearing sensible footwear now because the last thing i want to do is to head falling on the floor and a and a baby shooting out like (laughs) play-doh i don't think it works like that (laughs) yeah what's really interesting i was reading earlier i don't know why i'm not googling this shit on the nhs website in the uk they actually say around now becky may wake up one day and feel as though a lot of her pregnancy symptoms have magically disappeared overnight oh really yeah so she can breathe again and she can eat loads and all of that and apparently that is the, the official term is the baby has engaged it means that you know, she'll be able to breathe again because baby's dropped a bit and there's more room for a diaphragm to allow her lungs to breathe and shit and she'll be able to eat more. The flip side of that though is that because baby will be engaged, she'll want to pee more because right, she's okay. going to be pressing on her bladder. We have the 34 week uh, midwife appointment this week and I think that's when they start talking about the birthing plan and stuff like that. The last time that she had a had an appointment, the baby was in breech position. Nothing to be concerned about now. Baby's still got a lot of time to to change position and stuff like that. So that's something that we're going to start knowing a little bit more about mm. from next week. I'm sure Becky would be very, very interested in being able to breathe properly for a, for, for one week or so. Do you not find that those appointments, one, the midwives are pretty brutal? My Beck was lied on her back. I remember, you know, they weren't like being soft and tender and gentle. And I know that's probably, you know, how they're supposed to be moved around and touched and stuff. But she just seemed as though she was very rough and feeling where baby's head was and sort of almost grasping her between a thumb and fingers. And when when we went to the hospital, it was exactly the same. She was like, she was pressing it down, and she was like, well, I can I can feel baby's here and stuff like that. And and one of the midwives has talked about a procedure where she could actually turn the baby from like outside of Becky's stomach. I'm like, yeah, like fucking magicians, aren't they? Wow, yeah. Well, the the thing that freaks me out is that fucking funnel that they use. So some of them use the electric machines that give you the the baby's heartbeat. Yeah. But some of the old school ones, they don't like that. And they've got that upside down funnel that they just stick on the belly and they just put their ear on it. Like, yep. Yeah, I've never heard of that. You've never seen them? No, no, I've not seen them yet. Okay. Maybe not many people using them these days. But yeah, it just looks like a funnel. So we're shopping or anything and we pass the funnels 
I just see those and think to myself, ah, if you're in a tight spot, you can just come to you know a Tesco or an Asda or wherever and just buy a funnel, turn it upside <laughs> down. <laughs> and then you can I'll, hear everything. Have a little listen of what's going on, yeah. <laughs> it's quite. I might try that and uh, <laughs> if I'm not sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> okay, so I've got I've got two questions this week. One of them is based on a conversation that we had today, actually. So labour happens mostly at night. I was just wondering, uh, and, and this is a genuine question: uh, labour happens in the middle of the night, and we have to either go to the hospital or engage in our birthing plan and we're still going for the whole birth at the minute what would we do with the four-year-old child that's upstairs <laughs> like what did did you have to factor that in yeah we did we, we had to factor in family being on standby so we were, we were quite fortunate i suppose that it wasn't a rushed and emergency thing like a rush so she got up at 5 a.m that's the worry because we said well i'll just take her to your your mum's and she was like well i don't want you to drive 40 50 minutes away and to come no. back who know who knows what's happened so so your midwives are going to have to travel with you anywhere or travel to you it, it may just be that you call the midwives you get them out and they sit with becky while you go on you know arrange some form of childcare. we sort of knew from 5 a.m that things were starting off so at that point we started to plan I spoke to my parents. Then it was just all focus on Beck and giving birth. So we then went up to the hospital. So my parents were sort of on standby. That was really useful for us. Not everyone's fortunate enough to have that support network in place. So there's going to be people out there that are going to find this tricky. I suppose your birthing partner, whoever that is, you know, maybe just that is their role. Nothing's ever going to be a perfect situation. Yeah, I guess just having some backup plans in place and and maybe telling to your your parents turn your phone on tonight or just <laughs> just be on standby for the next week or so because you're probably going to get you may get a phone call at two three o'clock in the morning i guess it's just about planning isn't it but genuinely my best advice i can't believe we're only giving advice at this point plan through walk through every eventuality in every stage and have a plan for that like if flossy's you know with a dad you've got that plan sorted. If Flossie's with you, but it's middle of the night. If Flossie's with you, but she's at school, who's going to pick her up? If Flossie's with you, but it's, you know, tea time. Plan through every different scenario. And that's almost like the Boy Scout type of thought process. But at least if you've got a plan, you know what's going to happen. That's the best situation you could be in when that time comes and you're put on the spot. If you've got a plan for it, great. You know what to do. There's no panic. And that's not what you need in those emergency situations. You don't need to be panicking and stressing about what do I do with this? Think through every eventuality and have a plan for each one. So it's just as simple as, right, okay, I know what I need to do. I need to go and contact my mum and get her to come over here. Or I need to contact my mum. She doesn't need to do anything. She just needs to pick Flossie up from school. That's actually really, really, really good advice. I never thought about it like that. Like just trying to plan each and every little little thing actually that's that's really good i i did a thing you you did a thing yeah <laughs> yeah helps it's only took 12 weeks <laughs> no actually to be honest you did too well of a thing because because my final gambit this week was just going to say that we are now on the home straight becky's full term very very soon 
So I was going to ask, what three pieces of advice could you give me at this point? Be patient and let nature take its course. That would be a big thing. This is completely out of everyone's control. Becky's body will react in a way that you can't plan or predict. I got frustrated with waiting. And it's very easy to get frustrated. It's like waiting for Christmas morning, but you don't know when Christmas morning is going to be. I was just going to say, is is the waiting because, sorry, was the frustration because you'd because you'd done everything, you planned everything, and the only the next logical step was for the baby to be here. Exactly that. Like you, it's hard to sort of put it into words, really. But just be patient, and you can't predict, you know, baby's birthday. Yeah. Roll with it. Just be patient. Be prepared. Obviously, you know that links to advice number one, really. Not just with Flossie, but plan everything else out as well. That would be the extension of tip number one. And tip number three is whatever you do with baby is not wrong, if that makes sense. Like, nobody knows everything about parenting. There's all these books out there, and I genuinely thought everyone knew how to parent because my parents had raised me, and everybody else who has a kid knows how to parent. It's a journey. You learn a lot of shit as you go along. Like, you learn when you've put a nappy on backwards, when you actually have put a nappy on backwards. You learn the hard way. Yeah. You make mistakes, but hopefully you only make those mistakes once. You learn the smell of a shitty nappy. So you know that when you approach a, a cot and you can smell that smell, that you go, oh, uh, I just need just need go and get something at my car. Uh, I think she needs changing. <laughs> okay that nearly killed you off but (laughs) you learn shit like that as you go along you learn the taste of baby food and you learn why kids love it so much one thing i've never learned is what the fuck in the night garden's all about (laughs) you yeah so again you learn all of the really good tv channels uh cbb's was a really good one the georgia other tv channels are available the last program that's on before bedtime is something called In the Night Garden. It's trippy as fuck. Like everyone can only say their own name. So like imagine this podcast, if I could just talk to you and have a conversation and you understood what the fuck I was going on about, but I was going, Daniel, 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 Daniel. And your response was, Matt, 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 That's probably what Becky hears when you're trying to argue with her. At the minute, yeah. <laughs> you're just going, Matt, 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 Matt. No, she's, she's probably thinking, no bed, no bed, no bed. <laughs> but yeah, In the Night Garden is one of the weird program, but they've all got weird names, like the main character's called Iggle Piggle. And all right, okay. But yeah, there's, there's all sorts of stuff like that. There's kids' programs out there that are designed for younger children. You learn all of those, and you learn that Peppa Pig is actually a shithouse. She's a very bossy little bitch. I, I think I know this already. And do you know what? So, yeah, I, I, I noticed on Peppa Pig, but I tell you who who I really, really dislike out of all the children programmes that I've seen so far. Peter Rabbit. Like, he's just come off as a, just a bit of a prick, do you not think? <laughs> to be fair, I think he's all right. He's just cocky. Well, maybe that's what it is. Maybe because it's James Corden as well in the films. Maybe that's that's the problem. Yeah, maybe. I dislike James Corden, but he just comes off as cocky. Doesn't he sometimes? The one I forget which one it's called now. It's like here comes Simon or something like that. Or 
there's the a French kid. thing. Simon, the like the little bunny bunny rabbit thing. Yeah, is is that French? I, I think so. Yeah, I think. It's called Simon. I think it's originally French and it's been dubbed into English. To be fair, now that you're saying that, I that does make so much more sense because his little brother's called Gaspard. Exactly. Which is a traditional French name. Okay. Oh, bro, I've learned something. I thought it was just. So yeah, his little brother was very soft, but Simon or Simon was an asshole with him. I don't know if there's anything to be learned from that. Just that sometimes little Harry... brothers are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure my brother would testify to. <laughs> I'm sure he would. So yeah, there's there's all sorts of programs that as you're growing up, you watch it and you just think, fucking, what is this shite? And then at that point, when you actually have that thought, you genuinely sit down and think, fuck, yeah. I I have turned into my dad. <laughs> <laughs> When I was watching Super Ted and Banana Man back in the day. Super Ted was ace. Super Ted was the shit. Super Ted's ace, man. I might have to go watch a little episode. So I did this a few years ago with Georgia, where I started showing her some of the TV shows that I used to watch as a kid. Do you remember Trapdoor? No, I don't remember Trapdoor. Do you not? No, Trapdoor was ace. They lived in a castle. It was a bit like Count Duckula. But there was these like a skull and a pair of eyes and loads of creepy creatures that were made out of clay that moved. So it was like a stop motion type thing. There was just this voice that used to shout and bellow and order them around. And it was there. So I just remember that. I'm trying to think if that makes more sense, but I, I can't. I can't think of it. Maybe so the, can... the famous phrase that that voice used to make was, Burke, feed me. No? Okay. No. I've just made an absolute tit of myself. I don't need to wear a melon. I've done, I've made an absolute tit of myself right now. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about the melon. I'm going to have to, like, write that down. <laughs> Becky is definitely going to screw you up over the day going yeah. out, lords. Oh, my God, I'm going to have to <laughs> challenge for you. Maybe we could do a, li- a like, a live sterilisation or something like that. Like, Fucking no way. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, on that note... <laughs> Yeah, we've rambled on enough. We have rambled on enough. Well, as always, it has been a pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next week. See you next week, everyone.